RPG episode 90. There's not an 8 in front of that number anymore. That's hard to say. 90. It's an impressive number. Uh, the yeah. only problem is we're too close to 100 and people are going to expect us to do something fancy, but we're two humble boys from the Midwest. We're not going to really do anything <laughs> fancy for 100. I'll tell you what. We'll go live for 100 on and time? we'll release it on Thursday at 6 a.m. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll <laughs> maybe, somehow maybe do five, that. Maybe 5.59 a.m. So. No, we'll just do the Twitch stream at the time we say we're going to do it instead of being like... <laughs> 10 minutes Seven, over which is usually my late. fault yeah <laughs> all right uh we are digital days gaming uh we have done 89 consecutive weeks and that's how you get to 90 episodes um we release on thursdays at 6 a.m on podcast services of choice we are live on twitch tuesdays at around five ish usually 5 15 5 30 eastern time uh twitch.tv slash digital days gaming um and that is for the most part it there's a whole bunch of cool stuff in the show notes you can click on links to the website facebook um, any of those um, networks, Discord is all in there in the show notes. Um, we have a Teesprings account if you want to buy some T-shirts. Uh, I don't have any like tank tops or cutoffs yet for the heat wave that we're, some of these places are getting. <laughs> Maybe we'll get one of those like cooling shirts that you like, like you rinse off and it's like a, with our logo on it, so that people can stay cool all the time. I don't know. That's nineties as fuck. <laughs> yeah, <But> yeah. <laughs> it is hot here in Michigan this week right now. It's supposed to cool off in a couple of days, so. Um, but yeah, so teesprings.com, Digital Days Gaming. Uh, you can use Twitch subscriptions, uh, whether it's through Amazon Prime or if you just so to choose to use a subscription uh, out of your own pocket. That's super helpful. Um, you know, we got a Patreon. All the links are in the show notes. And uh, we're going to jump right into the news. we got a few things to talk about. Yeah, uh, so we got some light news uh, to start with, but then we'll hit get to the heavy hitter at the, at the end. But uh, Ubisoft announced uh, Tom Clancy's, is it Cross Defiant or X Defiant? X Defiant. X Defiant. Horrible name. Or at least they're, they're calling it X Defiant, yeah. yeah. Um, it is a uh, first-person shooter. Uh, looks like it's heavily inspired by, like, Counter-Strike, Overwatch, Valorant. Uh, probably a little closer to Valorant. Uh, it takes place in the Tom Clancy universe. Uh, it looks like it's borrowing characters, kind of, from The Division, Ghost Recon, and Splinter Cell. That's why I thought it was Cross uh, instead of X, but... Yeah, I think it's more or less that they're doing things... Like, I, I think the, the gist of it... I feel like the little bit that I saw on Twitter yesterday was... People's talking about a it being a bad name, mm-hmm. and then trying Terrible. to trying to trying to justify the name is that it's kind of um, being defiant of the Tom Clancy rules. If that makes sense, yeah. Like you can only get away with this because Tom Clancy's dead. Yeah, <laughs> it feels like that's so. What this I mean, is. obviously, like the weapons, um, like the weapons are always been like tacticalness and and they've been realistic and they focused on that on the trailer a little bit of like these are real guns with real attachments and obviously I mean, there'll be skins and stuff it's a you know i know you'll get to it it's a free to play um 6v6 competitive style shooter but um i think that the it's it's essentially the first 30 second pitch was tom clancy shooter game meets a, a like a punk rock style yeah <laughs> so it looks kind of like gameplay wise it looks fine it looks like a competent first person shooter uh ubisoft has done this before but it also just uh, messaging wise it just seems like kind of a yeah. mess of like yeah. what exactly its identity is going to be um i almost prefer um, this if it was its own thing as opposed to writing like tom clancy's previous franchises correct. With it, yeah and I, it, 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 there, there's definitely a crowd that they're going after and they're going after the like you, like you mentioned, the division, the you know, Ghost Recon, Splinter Cell crowd, like that's who they're going after. My first initial concern is um, the really the only competent first person shooter that Ubisoft has released has been Rainbow Six. Mm-hmm. 
Um, shooting in the, in the division is third person, and Ghost Recon is third person. Uh, it's never felt. I guess I would never say it's ever felt bad, but it's never felt good. Yeah. So it's always kind of been in between. So that does concern me a little bit. And um, it's Ubisoft San Francisco. Um, so this is like the team that made South Park, I believe. Uh, yeah, I get. Uh, yeah, I think. It, I mean, it, it, it's not. It's hard with Ubisoft it's, to it's, know it's who's not, who. Yeah, yeah. It's not massive. It's not Rainbow Six team. Like mm-hmm. so. I'm sure that, to your point, like you just said, it's hard with Ubisoft. Like, it wouldn't be I, – I wouldn't be surprised if somebody that was, like, second or third in command of Rainbow Six gameplay has been transferred to the San Francisco studio to work on this game. You know, it's something to that extent. Um, but um, there are – yeah, like, I mean, I'm, some of the bullet points that you have in here, there's some PC playtesting going on early August, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um the, the, the release date is unknown. The only thing that I like about this so far is like, okay, they it appears that Ubisoft has their foundation of what they are hoping to achieve with this. And then they will, in classic Ubisoft fashion, look at players' data and feedback and maybe start adjusting and molding this before it comes out, which I think is a great tool um, in comparison to Hyperscape that kind of just came out of nowhere. Yeah, that was going to be my next question is when do we get the message that Hyperscape is scrapped? Uh, at this point, because I don't see them being able to support multiple free-to-play first-person shooters. Right, and this is not Heartland. No, yeah, so and there's, there's another one coming. Yeah, so, yeah, so like, I don't see them supporting this three. This isn't the the Tom Clancy's The Division Heartland. So um, that's you know, which is supposed to be coming. You know, in like let's say it comes in the next twelve or eighteen months, you're gonna have you're gonna have a, a publisher with three. To your point, with hyperspace scape, sorry, whichever one it is, if because it, it, I don't know it name because it's not relevant. Um, if it uh, if it hangs out like you got three, you know, free to play games going on while you have like still stuff going on with the Division Two as a games as a service, you still have For Honor going, you still have Rainbow Six going. Like there's a lot, <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously Ubisoft has the studios to support it, but I mean, we, this is not, I, I, I mean, I guess the surprise, like this should have been a Ubisoft forward. Like what they showed yesterday should have just been at the end of the forward. Yeah. Uh, they, especially the way they just kind of shadow dropped, like I think it was yeah. like 24 hour notice. It showed up like Sunday. I got somebody tweeted at me, uh, Billy tweeted at me Sunday about what I thought about it. It was an IGN tweet or I was, it was Ubisoft tweeting it. And then within that thread that like it was like a t- uh, a tweet of uh, Ubisoft like teasing it and then within that thread IGN like quote tweeted and said hey we got exclusive time with it and they showed like they showed like 10 seconds of footage yeah. right after the teaser trailer or the tease image and i'm like what like it, it's a weird <laughs> way but i wonder if that was just sort of the thing where people got really excited within a couple seconds and were like splinter cell splinter cell splinter cell yeah. and then it was just like okay we need to just let IGN Knock, yeah, I, I, I saw. Yeah, I saw it. This. Like when I saw, like as dumb as it sounds, like when I saw the, the the logo, the white background, and like the the bright. I, I don't know what else to call it, but like the bright yellow star that kind of flashed behind the Tom Clancy mm-hmm. like figurine. I'm like, this is weird. Like the, you know, it it didn't have the military militarization look to it that they you know like the division is a dark style game like it's gray and orange and green like and this was like bright and vibrant you know so it was already something that was like okay like i'm okay with it like i mean i'll I'll definitely check it out i I don't know if it's gonna have any legs at all like i mean but and that's really hard to tell i mean i i guess at the same time i would you know five years ago i would look to fortnite like oh that's gonna fail so. Yeah, well, yeah, especially the the Fortnite's course uh, to get right. where it was. But yeah, I, there there's obviously 
always a chance for like a free to play game to catch fire. Uh, yep. Ubisoft does have a track record of supporting things through hard times, though they are mm-hmm. now hitting a point where they're shifting enough that if this doesn't hit, I mean, like Hyperscape didn't really hit, so mm-hmm. it, I think they're going to quietly get well, rid of that. So I think what I, hurt Hyperscape was one platform too. Yeah, um, and it was a very slow like mm-hmm. uh, roll rollout for that, or at least it felt like it, even though they kind of just. And that's a battle royale, and this is not like I was. You know, I had a conversation with somebody on Twitter. This is six v six. This is not battle royale. It's probably going to be a little bit. I'm sure there'll be a couple game modes, but I'm sure it'll be objective based for the most part. Um, and then it, there was a couple conversations in our Facebook group about um, like microtransactions, and I don't want to. I don't want to have to pay for skills and abilities. Um, and I think similar to how the division handled it, I don't know how Hyperscape uh, has handled their microtransactions, but um, I could see you like buying the season passes or, or the you know the whatever content drops that they're doing and that get getting you access to i guess i'll just call them like because they call them this in rainbow six like operators mm-hmm. um so you get access to the operators but they're also i could also see a way to unlock the operators with in-game currency so. yeah um and because it's being crossed over with all the tom clancy games you know, pre-order the the latest oh, Tom Clancy yeah, game, yeah. and then you unlock that Com- character. Complete a task game. in the Division Two. Get a jacket in in X Defiant. Yeah, exactly. You know, just like hey, you can only get this hero or whatever they're going to call them, this operator, right. by pre-ordering another game. So there's definitely ways that they could take advantage of it or use this as a tool set for just promoting other games. Whether that works out for them, because like Valorant's popular, um, mm-hmm. but Valorant's popularity has shifted hardcore competitive like yes like people get pissed if something bad happens to them like it had (laughs) valorant had like the hopes of like mass appeal when it first came out and they did the really smart thing with the twitch streamers but then very Mm -hmm. soon after that launch it was like no no no, this is only for the hardcore and its popularity dipped Mm -hmm. a little bit because they only had a hardcore like audience for that and it's pc only and it doesn't support controller like those are all things like those are things that can that tend to like that kind of pushed me away from it i mean yeah you and i have talked about all the time you're like hey that might be a game for you to really dig into to mouse and keyboard um but you know like that and and i just don't know if i have the patience right now to to try to dig into a mouse and keyboard game so yeah and it it's they're definitely like going wide with this like it's coming to every single platform except the switch Um, though by the time this comes out, maybe we'll have, actually have the Switch Pro uh, going for it, and it will be on every platform. But yeah, I mean, I, I'll give Ubisoft a, a shot. Like, I kind of give them a shot with every game. Sometimes they, they're impressive, other times it's a little disappointing. Uh, but a free-to-play game isn't too harmful. Um, I just kind of wish they would just come out and just say, like, we have absolutely no plans for Splinter Cell over the next couple years, <laughs> just to get it out of the way, because it's at a certain point, it just comes across as like bad PR that they just kind of ignore this franchise or just bring Sam Fisher or Splinter Cell back in like the ways that just frustrate people like, you know, including Splinter Cell and this or that mobile game where Sam Fisher is just like an unlockable character in the mobile game mm-hmm. or putting him in, um, which ghost recon game was it that he was in? Yeah. Uh, the, uh, breakpoint breakpoint. He just kind of yeah, shut up in breakpoint for yeah. something. For, for like an event. So uh, I think Ubisoft just kind of has to come out and be like, we absolutely have no plans for, for Splinter Cell mm-hmm. as a standalone game just to kind of kill the hype 
a little bit every time they're making an announcement, uh, or at least to set expectations. Uh, but let's move on to the the next story. Uh, I had to include this story because it's uh, Dave and mine's favorite thing. It's numbers. <laughs> um, I don't know why this has turned into our favorite thing uh, because it's kind of scary. Because it happens every other week. Yeah. <laughs> It's also kind of scary uh, how often stuff gets acquired. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's scary how often stuff gets acquired, yes. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Tencent has acquired uh, Sumo Digital uh, for $1.3 billion. I know Dave, when he hears Sumo Digital for $1.3 billion, he's probably like, what? Sumo <laughs> Digital for $1.3 billion. But I they, didn't know how much they really did uh, until they, now. They have or 10- you forget. Yeah, yeah, they have 10 to 15 studios. I forget what the exact count is, but they have uh-huh. several, several studios, uh, which kind of uh, accounts for that. Uh, their last game, obviously, was uh, Sackboy's Big Adventure. Uh, they also did Crackdown 3, Crackdown 3 and Little Big Planet 3. Uh, so they kind of are like a, a mercenary studio, I would equate them to, of just like they, they can pick up the ball uh, for, for established franchises and deliver like, you know, competent games. So Crackdown 3 was kind of bad. But like Sackboy's Big Adventure, pretty good. Little Big Planet Three. Yeah. As was, soon as it goes great. on sale digitally, I'm buying it. <laughs> I only have <laughs> yeah, a digital yeah. PS5. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Sumo Digital is very competent studio, and I didn't know that they had ten yeah. plus uh, studios under them. I knew they had a few. I, I yeah. I honestly thought it was just like the, the stuff I remember them from is just the um, the Sackboy stuff and Little Big Planet stuff, and I didn't realize that. I and mean, I, I guess we'd have to dig into the other studios and see what games they did, and I probably would be surprised. I'm sure it's a lot of PC stuff, too. Yeah, PC and mobile stuff for some of their non-sumo name studios, but they, they have a lot of right. mobile stuff, which makes sense for Tencent. Tencent's just trying to uh, uh, get whatever they can in the games industry. Tencent, I believe, is up to 30 studios now, as in, like, they fully own or they have a, like, good stake Minority in. stake, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, majority, so... Majority stake, I'm sorry. Uh, they they definitely are continuing to go, and this deal isn't going to change anything for Sumo. It just kind of gives them financial security. They're going to continue to have their CEOs, and Tencent and Sumo basically confirm that like they are still going to be working with third-party people. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure we'll get an original Sumo game now that they have this financial security, but they have so many studios specifically formed to be like a mercenary studio uh, when people need them. Like Sumo is basically a support studio for PlayStation, and I would imagine Tencent made this acquisition because that is a huge part of Sumo Digital's mm-hmm. uh, and, business. And like I've like we've said about Tencent since you know for months now, they they don't appear to be like this like owner that messes with the stuff. Like they're just there, and they're kind of just the money. And I'm sure that they have some leverage, but they're not like we're not hearing about them like shutting you know they buy something and shut a bunch of stuff down or completely change their the direction or change all the studios to mobile studios making free-to-play games that are gotchas like they haven't done anything that i can see like that yet i mean i or people going oh tencent owns us now we're, we're screwed yeah uh, it's we haven't noticed anything yet this could be something that could be scary in a couple years it could like reveal itself at, at the yeah. last second it could be that that meme of Vince McMahon taking off the hood and being like it was me all along sort of scenario for this. Uh, but as of right now, Tencent acquiring them isn't necessarily a bad thing uh, short term. Long term, we'll see what happens. I think the whole all the monopolies happening could have long term negative effects, uh, kind of like how in the movie industry, there's only like yeah. three or four studios that control everything. And we're kind of getting to that point in games where it's like Sony Microsoft, 
and Tencent own a huge majority of the game's business. Uh, and you have Activision and EA kind of under that. And then Nintendo with their secret <laughs> studios that we don't really even know the name of, but we know they, right. they exist. Uh, so uh, long-term effects, this this definitely will have an issue, uh, potentially. Uh, but short-term, it just shows that there's money in the business and it's adding security to a lot of... Uh, to a very unstable business uh, that mm-hmm. is the video game uh, business. So uh, just another one acquired. Um, so if you're you're keeping count at home of who's with who now, uh, <laughs> it's getting like a tighter and tighter list. We're probably like a year away from just like straight up indie studios being acquired. You know, mm-hmm. like Sony just being like, well, we got to buy Young Horses. We got to get that next, <laughs> you know, that Do next Do you game. ever see, I guess now that you kind of brought it up, I've been thinking about it now that you've been talking. Do you see Tencent trying to make like, a cloud app for oh, they, stuff that they own. They are. They they they've been trying to do that in China. I believe okay. they have one in China. Because uh, like, do you see them possibly trying to be some t- build this library of com- competition to something like the evolving Game Pass or PS Now? Uh, that is something they're definitely doing in China. Uh, whether they expand that, pa- you know, like out of China is kind of just up to where the market goes. Um, like right now, Microsoft is probably paying a heavy premium to get games over to Game Pass, which will be beneficial to a company like mm-hmm. Tencent, who owns now a ton of studios and games. But in a couple years, once uh, Game Pass starts to plateau, um, mm-hmm. that's when someone like Tencent could be like, hey, you need competition. We have all these studios. Here's Tencent's streaming service outside of China. So right. I can see them doing that in probably like three to five years but right now yeah. everyone should just take advantage of microsoft <laughs> in terms yeah of yeah like- yeah no no no. i mean i just think that i mean like like i i feel like the next five to not uh, i don't know six to nine years like we're not gonna buy a, a playstation or, or an xbox or a um like a, a box we're gonna access like a steam app or a ps app no, or an xbox that- app you know. That is definitely going to be the And now the it's case. probably going to be a Tencent app. I don't think it'll be called Tencent, but they'll figure yeah. something out to call it. It'll be Ouya 2.0. I don't know. Yeah, it'll, it'll be something. <laughs> uh, they'll buy the Atari name and then it'll be the yeah. Atari VCS uh, online. Um, but I think that's definitely what, like, when you see Embracer, uh, mm-hmm. like, buying studios, I feel like they're acquiring these studios because they're less like Microsoft is in this you know this licensing yeah. business right now and amazon is dabbling its toes in it and google yeah. was at a certain point so there's money to be made just licensing out i mean yeah unfor- unfortunately like if it, i mean not unfortunately but like whether you like it or don't like it from a, like a tv model like paramount plus disney plus netflix amazon like the, they're showing that you know we in a disney and marvel are a different animal but the amount of money that black widow generated on opening weekend just through the premium $30 subscription thing that they charged for it like showed that like that's the thing like people yeah. want to consume this media at home and the easiest way possible and removing the boxes and the consoles you know removing consoles from the equation or doing something like we're actually about to talk about right now um i think is super interesting yeah like well i mean you see it kind of in the, the movie industry right now uh, for a while, people were like, oh, when is Sony going to come out their streaming service? Because they're the only mm-hmm. big studio that doesn't have it. And they had Crackle, which they sold to like, because it just didn't take off. Because they saw that there's a shit ton of money if you just get the big companies in a bidding war for your yeah. licensed stuff. And I think that's what like a Tencent sees right now. That's what an Embracer sees. And that's what probably EA and Activision see as well. 
of just like, hey, you know, eventually, uh, you know, Game Pass might not work or, you know, or eventually Sony's going to get into the actually taking ps now serious business so there's right. money to be made now which it looks which it looks like they kind of are they're like putting their toe in the water with some of the games that they're getting yeah, you know yeah. so it's definitely interesting like yeah like i mean he br- they bring it up in the chat like bad 76 like you know ps view is gone yeah it's gone it's dead but the sony as a company as a corporation got a ton of information and a ton of data from what works and what doesn't work from that system yeah uh so i think we're definitely going to see more acquisitions now just so they can package that up to one of the major streamers well there's rumors i didn't get a chance to read any of them last week because like every time i'd see them my schedule would be out of whack but like and i and obviously it was it, it didn't get a, a ton of fuel or anything to it but um like the the netflix um playstation like kind of merger thing like sounds like super interesting and i don't know i haven't read or known anything other than just seeing some stuff on it but that so, would be really interesting and weird I yeah think. so Netflix announced uh, a couple weeks ago that they are going to add game streaming to their services um, and they were looking into partnerships. There was a data mine of mm-hmm. like their database um, that shows that like Ghost of Tsushima was listed in their database. No one knows exactly okay. what it, what that could mean. We do know there's a could Ghost have been of a Tsushima. television show, right? <laughs> yeah, because we know there's a Ghost of Tsushima movie coming from the John Wick director. Uh, but people right. kind of tied that because uh, I think there's another PlayStation property in that database that doesn't have mm-hmm. a movie or show announced. So okay. there is like rumors going around that because netflix says like we're going to add games to our current subscriptions without adjusting the price uh means that they could reach out to sony of just like hey we know you you have playstation now do you know how much money netflix would have to give sony like i don't even want to think about what that would cost (laughs) there's also a lot of infrastructure stuff that netflix would have to figure out which is why we haven't seen game pass on tvs yet is because it's like not every tv is bluetooth compatible Correct. Um, yeah. So uh, Netflix, if they roll this out, I can see them with a small partnership with Sony. I mean, not small as in how much money they would have to pay Sony, but as in small who, who as in could, like who could buy who? Uh, <laughs> could neither. Netflix buy Sony? Yeah, no, neither. Yeah, they're both kind of like on the same plateau, right? Yeah, because uh, okay. uh, Netflix bleeds money a lot. Right. It's they're yeah. they're that they're one of those. And businesses. Sony is, Sony makes a ton but spends a ton. Yeah, exactly. Like Sony yep. makes enough so. to run itself and some profit, but not enough to yep. buy like a Netflix. They're both billion dollar businesses. Right. But Netflix <laughs> does have enough money that if they want to throw like, I don't know, I'll just throw a random number out there, a billion dollars at Sony to bring some yeah. exclusives to their yep. Netflix gaming section, Sony would be crazy to like balk at that offer and say yeah, like, yeah, no, sure. because then they can turn that billion dollars into another acquisition uh down the line and yeah. then continue to charge netflix more money in the future to do it uh but yeah that that was the thing it's not necessarily like a merger but they are they pop the games popped up in their database uh but it's mm-hmm. still unknown like how exactly netflix plans to deliver on any of this uh right. sort of thing they dabbled in games before i mean bandersnatch is basically an fmv game uh, mm-hmm. They brought the Minecraft Telltale games over to uh, Netflix at one point. Couldn't you do like the Netflix game mail service at like, or was that didn't they have a gaming division in Netflix they at did one point for, in time? For a yeah. very brief time, but I don't know if yeah. there'd be money necessarily right. in that uh, physical in physical media. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but if they want to like uh, partner with the um, 
the until dawn studio which i'm forgetting mm-hmm. the name of uh those games would easily transition over to like a netflix service because you can just yeah. like point and click the adventure or like the the dialogue options uh so there's a lot they could do there uh with that in the future uh but let's move on to uh the the big story um valve announced uh the steam deck uh which is basically a portable pc that's running steam os so this thing uh starts at 399 uh for a 64 gig uh basically flash uh memory hard drive uh, and then it goes up to 549 for a 256 uh, gig NVMe unit. And then there's a 512 gig one as well. Uh, so this thing has the internals. Um, I don't want to get too like in the specs, but basically we're looking at somewhere between a PS4 and an Xbox Series S, like somewhere in that range. Um, a PS4 Pro? Um, PS4 Pro-ish. Uh, kind of okay. the reason i say series x is because it's basically using the series s series s s yeah s yeah. uh so it's using the series s technology but just kind of uh lessened uh down to mm-hmm. like a ps4 scale uh so it's kind of in there and in that range um it has a like seven inch 720p lcd screen uh so again that's why Which they don't need a ton totally of tech. F- yeah Totally fine. It's the same uh, size as the Switch screen. Yeah. Like, um, and it has an expandable uh, SD card slot um, that you awesome. can load other operating systems in. So you can run Windows if you purchase a Windows license. Um, Which to- could, th- in theory, mean you could play Game Pass games. Yep. Epic Store. I think Epic already said, like, yeah, if you yep. run Windows, you can run it on this. Um, yep. So uh, two to eight hour battery life, which is similar to what we got when the Switch first launched. Uh, that's all dependent on if your game's running 30 frames or 60 frames or if it's running on mm-hmm. medium to high. The hardware says it can run most AAA games at medium to high settings, mm-hmm. which I... Which you really wouldn't notice a difference on a 7-inch screen. So. Yeah, exactly. A 720p 7-inch screen. Mm-hmm. You're not going to notice yep. too much of a, a difference with that. Uh, there will be a dock sold separately. Uh, no price for the dock, but it's going USB-C out. So I don't even necessarily think you need a dock. You just need the USB-C right. cable. And to, unless to... the dock does something to help improve performance. Yeah, unless going, it does going something Going to a like TV, that. yeah. Yeah. Because uh, does... the Switch dock does that. Um, slightly. Slightly. Very, very slightly. slightly. Yeah. Um, the only thing uh, is it is running SteamOS. Uh, SteamOS is Linux-based, so not every game is compatible as of right now. Um, Valve does have a software. Uh, it's Proton. Uh, that basically translates the games from PC to Linux, Windows to Linux. Uh, but its compatibility is roughly 10 to 20% of the Steam library as of today, uh, mm-hmm. which uh, I Googled it. Uh, it's like 7,000 games. So still a good chunk. Uh, Significant of number. but As of today. Uh, and this yep. isn't coming out until December. Um, it won't run games like destiny apex or PUBG as of today because the anti-cheat software those games use don't run on steam os though valve has said that they are going to work with those anti-cheat softwares to get them compatible with steam os and a proton software uh, but that that is a lot of stuff i just threw out uh yeah. dave uh just thoughts on um uh, i think i think someone like you like um as a uh, an indie guy like yeah. this this has got your name written all over it like you you 
Um, I could totally see you downloading a game, you know, a small indie title game, 15 gig, 20 gig game, and taking this to and from work. Like I could, to- mm-hmm. I could totally see you doing something like this. Um, this, I, I mean, I already, ha- I, I would, I, I feel like, and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like this, this patchwork gaming PC that I currently have is better than, than that switch than that the steam deck or it's slightly better like if you know if if that's a seven mine's a seven and a half um yeah potentially i would have to look at your yeah. stuff just a little bit more yeah uh, but this because this um, is using newer tech uh correct but you're yeah. using more powerful older tech but right. slightly so it's like yeah take so um i do think it's super super fascinating and intriguing to tell somebody like hey you want to get into the pc gaming buy this device for four hundred dollars which is essentially the cost of a console um, and you can plug switch. it in your TV. Yeah, yeah you can $50. you can plug it in your TV. If you already own a PlayStation or an Xbox, your controller will just connect, mm-hmm. um, and you can plug it in your TV and you can play. So if there's games that are PC only that that interest you, and and you know, I don't, I haven't heard anything about any kind of LAN adapter. If the dock has a LAN adapter, I think that'd be a big, like a huge deal. Um, and um, I, I think in terms of because I feel like if you try to build a pc like a very low spec pc today to do something similar to that you're spending more than four hundred dollars oh for sure um you so know. you're spending more than seven hundred dollars probably yeah because then you gotta think about exactly yeah you gotta think about like a monitor and then you know like a, a, a decent monitor versus like most people already have a television like obviously or you know and then it's it's they tried to do this years ago with um what was that called like that the steam box uh yeah um steam machines yeah and they essentially were trying to build a pc as a console and now they just decided hey you know what let's make a portable pc um yeah. which is essentially what that is that has the ability to like, like let's just make a switch that plays steam like and that's yeah. then and that's what they did and based on the pre-orders and the demand uh, so far they've hit it out of the park and version 2.0 in 12 months will just be even better yeah, and it's definitely, they are being really aggressive with this price. I mean, they announced this the day the OLED pre-orders went up to where if, like, you were thinking of getting an OLED Switch and you already had a Switch, for $50 more, you're opening yourself up to a whole other library of Yeah, games. and the only thing that you possibly are cutting yourself off from is Mario, Zelda, Donkey yeah. Kong, etc., like the first-party stuff, but any of those other you know, independent games, you almost always hear PC PlayStation, PC Xbox, which is the same now. Yeah. Um and switch PC, like in terms of like yeah. a new indie title, it's 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 I I can't think of unless it's got a big publisher backing behind it. I can't think of um, you know somebody that's like, hey, we're making a brand new game like Death Door that just came out this week. Like we're making a brand new game and we're doing PlayStation, PC, Xbox, Switch, Wii. Like they mm-hmm. they they they're not financially able to do that now. Yeah. So I think that you know this is super super interesting and super smart and aggressive on Valve's part. Yeah, and, and speaking of like indie games, you often see indie games coming to PC first because it's more profitable yeah, on early PC. access. Yeah, like all that you know. Uh, the only thing that's going to stop this is that the the Linux, the Steam OS, and they mm-hmm. are going to have to work over the next couple months to get. Yeah, because as soon as somebody gets their hands on this thing, they're breaking that shit. Like the like they're somebody's going to yeah. jailbreak the hell out of that. Well, like, yeah, but but they're open to it. Like they're just right. loading yep. a new operating system on an SD card, and then you can swap between yep. them. And they're not uh, using like they're they're not using crazy peripheral memory sticks. Like they're not no, they're yeah. not trying to like they're not trying to reinvent the wheel or try to do anything. They're just taking they they probably like assigned an engineer to this. Like hey, they gave them a switch and they said make Steam work on it and tell tell us what you need. Yeah. 
uh, like see how small you can get this uh, or yeah. they probably gave them a screen size to work from <laughs> I'm just yeah. like get this to work 720p I saw a lot of people were a little disappointed about it being 720p screen because the OLED is out but it's on a 7 inch screen like I know mm-hmm. most phones are running like way higher resolutions but it at least gets them the ability to my phone costs more than that yeah <laughs> but it at least gets them in the ballpark where they can run a game at 60 frames per second on, yeah. Uh, on like a high setting, without yeah. like- and the dock, the the dock will be a big deal. But honestly, if you're, if you're, if you're somebody that's enamored with frame rate and resolution, and and this you know, isn't and, for you and, anyways. Yeah, that's not that's not for you. Like, yeah. And then the uh, games like you talked about, like the Destiny and the Apex, those are always connected. Like people don't really want to play those games. They already get annoyed playing those games over over Wi-Fi connection as it is. Like, and now you want to connect. Like you want to be like I, I don't know at McDonald's playing Apex or something. No, yeah. like you don't want to do that. Though, you can, but it's not a good experience. Like, though, if it wants to be successful, like Destiny, Apex, and PUBG are in the top ten of Steam. Yes, so yeah, I agree. It has to run on there, but those yeah. are going to be for people. I feel like that if anybody that's already been playing those games has been sitting in front of their desk or, or you know, taking their PC and hooked it up to their sixty-inch TV and they're laying on their couch playing it already. Yeah, yeah, that would only translate to like the most hardcore people that would want to play those games. Uh, but yeah, uh, everything's going to hinge on the, the Steam OS compatibility mm-hmm. uh, for games, uh, just because, like, 7,000 games does seem like a lot, but Steam covers decades Everything. of games. Yeah. So, uh, compatibility would be important, but if this is successful enough, it will actually finally force developers to develop for Linux, develop for Steam OS, because mm-hmm. right now, yeah. you know, they just have to develop for Windows, and you can sell on yeah. Steam. And then it, it makes you wonder too, though. Like, how does how, you know? Like, how is licensing and DRM going to work? Like, um, it's just know, it, it's just Steam. So, so you're good there, right? But I'm saying I'm not connected. I'm driving, or mm-hmm. I'm 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 a passenger in a car. Like, and I downloaded Hades. Yeah. Like, I. How often do I have to refresh my so, license? So Steam does have an offline mode currently. Okay. Um, so you have to check. So how in. often do you have to get on? Yeah. Okay. I think it's every couple days or, or okay. so. Um, so Steam does have an offline mode uh, that you can work with. I'm sure someone can correct me if I'm wrong on that, but they do have an offline mode. But you have to sign into the offline mode. You have to be online and then say, put me offline. Uh, right. You can't just permanently leave it in offline mode. Um, so th- that w- that shouldn't be too much of an issue. They might even want to stretch out that offline mode uh, in terms mm-hmm. of... Uh, Seven days, long- ten yeah. days or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then work that way um, and-, and just have it just work that way but yeah like there there's a there's a huge market for this potentially uh if they can get it to work uh and get that compatibility there i was looking at it because uh, i was like you know i'm thinking about like if they announce a switch pro i'll buy a switch pro but now i'm looking at it and i'm just like oh maybe i'll just get this you know i'll deal with 720p on a screen because i don't really give a shit uh, I'm already blind, so I don't really need like a crazy screen uh, on my uh, portable device. But I'm super intrigued by this. Uh, I had, I was um, I imagine that you were intrigued by this a little bit. Uh, oh yeah. But then thinking about it, like most of the indie games, you you probably wouldn't be too into. Um, no, I'm I'm trying to get better with it, but I mean yeah. it's like it it. it but I. I <sighs> 
I don't, if I'm going somewhere, I'm usually driving. Um, it's, it is interesting because I think it's super cool or like I said, like super interesting for somebody that maybe travels a lot. There's a guy that I play games with, uh, Tim, he, um, he works on airport maintenance, like on the physical airports or, or, you know, so he's like one week he's in Minnesota and another week he's, or no, I'm sorry, reef reef is the one that does airport, but he, you know, um, and then another guy, Tim, he, he works on ATMs and like, he's like, yeah, I can get a call tomorrow and I got to drive to Oklahoma. I'm like, oh, where do you live? He's like, I live in like middle of Minnesota. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, yeah I got to drive down there and work on it for like a day and then I'm done. And I was like, so somebody like throw that in his bag, know that he can, you know, with a dual shock or an Xbox controller and know that he can get to a hotel to plug it in. And he's got his, he's got a steam library. Like that's a huge deal because like, I can't just take my gaming PC with me somewhere if I'm going to my mom and dad's house for like the weekend. Yeah, yeah, you that would be, that'd be a headache. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I so this was going to be out, uh, I think first wave's already sold out, will be out in December, and then wave two or three or like February, March. Uh, so mm-hmm. scalpers are already going crazy on this, even though Steam thought they had a solution for that, which is you couldn't have a new Steam account and do this. Um, mm-hmm. You had to have, you know, a Steam account, period, and then you had to put $5 down. Doesn't matter, scalpers are going to scout. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully they can figure out uh, a way to do this. It's just kind of crazy that like because of the pandemic, we're in a, a chip shortage. We're, we're shortages just in general for tech and and Val's already, like here's a new device. <laughs> yeah, and then Nintendo's in the same boat of being like here's a newish device uh, around the same time. So hopefully Valve has a decent stock for this. But if you can only buy it through Valve, it's really not that big a deal. Like. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't see you buying this at a Target or a Best Buy for at least a year or two. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely don't see like, and I'm sure that they're gonna just essentially. I mean, that's why the pre-orders are so far in advance. Obviously, they're just gonna probably make what's been pre-ordered, and then they might have some. It'll just probably be a slowly available thing. Like, oh, we have new orders on January first, and you'll get them by March first or something. Exactly, like, I, I could yeah. see something like that. So. Uh, but it's it's super cool and um you know it kind of ties into like one of our questions a little bit as well of like okay so within the last month we've got a, a, a switch oled announced and now the steam deck which by the way like i even when i googled it the first thing that showed up was stream deck yeah um, and steam so, the stream deck announced a new stream deck that day or elgato yep, announced yeah so it was crazy um and you know, it, I'll just jump to one of the questions. Like, you know, like today is the last day for Vita new releases. So it's like on the day or the the month that you know, Vita's officially or not officially dead, but not seeing any more new new hardware or new software. I'm sorry, two new hardware things are being announced, and pre-orders for that hardware are just flying off the shelves. Yeah, it's. So it's, is the Vita too early? No, no, the Vita was totally too early. Uh, and again, uh, questions from BT Game Night, uh, but like the. The Vita, definitely, I, I put out like a, a joking tweet uh, last week where I'm just like, PlayStation bosses from 2011 are like, now you guys want a powerful handheld? Yeah. Like, they were just too early with it, you know? Like, the Switch is now just adding an OLED screen to the Switch. Right. And Vita launched with an OLED screen. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess, I mean, looking back, Vita's, if you ask me, Vita's biggest failure other than marketing and, um, you know, like... Vita's biggest hardware failure, in my opinion, is the lack of two triggers on each side. Yeah, um, but it, uh, I forgot what I was listening to where they mentioned that, like, when the uh, Sony gave up on the Vita is when it was hacked. Like, soon as people were mm-hmm. able to, like, hack the Vita, then Sony was just like, all right, we're done with this. Uh, but, 
yeah, the Vita was just ahead of its time. Like, I'm probably going to load up the Vita later today. Hopefully my battery still charges because it's been like a year since I turned it on. Um, and I'm hoping to just pick up some PS1 games uh, and just mess around with the Vita just a little bit, though that store is probably terrible. That's probably Hopefully they didn't do what they did to the PS3 store where the PS3 store is just like, here's the best of in the first section. You want to find anything, you have to search for it. Uh, so hopefully the Vita store is a little bit better than that. Uh, but yeah, uh, it, it's just kind of crazy. And I wonder if Sony, I know Sony's not going to release a Vita 2 or a PSP 2, but I'm wondering if someone in their research and development is just kind of like, let's kick around some ideas. Like, mm-hmm. well, we've seen all those like trademarks for like the split controller. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, in my mind, like, are they going to like release a dual sense five that you can split and attach to your phone? Mm-hmm. You know, like similar to how like the the Razor Kraken works now and stuff like, and you know, like to try to same thing with Xbox. Like, there's been rumors about Xbox looking at the DualSense and and taking inspiration from the DualSense and trying to redo their controller. Which I think Xbox could get away with a, a, a you know an Xbox controller 2.0 because there wasn't really that much of a change from the Xbox One controller to the Series controller, if at all. I think they added one button, yeah, um, and then. So like there's there's a lot of things that the way that gaming is is kind of changing and depending on how the success of the Steam machine, um, uh, the Steam Deck, uh, you know, could you know kick off some other hybrid style things of. But I I don't necessarily think that you know Xbox like we're not going to see Xbox bring out a handheld because they're just going to double down on playing on your tablet and playing on your phone. Yeah, yeah. And ho- hopefully Sony can you know try to get something like that going. You know in. That's what they supposedly bought Gaikai years ago for, and now I feel like Gaikai's technology has been passed like six times. Well, yeah, it, they used it to start PS Now, and then I feel like leadership, which happens at a lot of corporations, is they were like leaders are like, oh, PS Now was the previous CEO's pet project. That's not my pet project. My pet project is mm-hmm. something else. But now right. we're at the point where uh, Game Pass has been so successful that now they have to look at PS Now and try a little bit harder to make PS Now more of a viable service. So I'm wondering what the sale count for the uh, next Nintendo uh, Switch is going to be or the next sale count for the Steam Deck is going to be before Sony starts kicking up their R&D to be like, how much would it cost us? What could we do in the mobile space um, mm-hmm. to see if they can compete? Because these corporations aren't going to leave money on a table if they feel like there's money to be made. Um, so it's either going to be Sony being like, all right, let's double down on PS now, or let's go back to the handheld market because there's a demand for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, I would love to know what like that imaginary number is on a board <laughs> of this. Like if steam deck sells this much, we'll consider doing a PSP two or a PS Vita, mm-hmm. which I think they just named it PSP two because the Vita didn't last too long. Uh, but yeah, uh, this could be game changing or this could be the steam machine and nothing happens. Yeah, it could just I mean, this thing could just come out and just be like, oh, this is trash. It doesn't run any of the yeah. new games well and it just doesn't work or it's just so, fine or, you know, like yeah. it's not even like great. It's, it's just like it's yeah. it's fine. It's a new PC. It could be like an entry level of like, hey, I've had my Steam Deck for two or three years now. I really am enjoying the PC gaming. Um, I'm mostly using it hooked into, up into my TV. I think I'm ready to drop, you know, eleven hundred dollars on a yeah. good PC on a good gaming PC. This just turns into an education thing for children where it's just like, hey, uh, your kid's first portable PC that runs Linux. Let them learn how to code on this thing or something like that 
Uh, yeah. There, there's possibilities. I, 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 I love it though. Like this, in terms of conversation pieces and things to talk about, like stuffing like this is just is super, super cool. Like when this was announced, I was like, what is that? Because it just looks like a, a Game Gear on steroids. It did look like a Game Gear. I'm wondering how hot this thing runs. Yeah, that's um, true. Uh, especially with the NVMe drives, because those run hotter than the, uh, yeah. the flash drive one. Uh, but yeah, that's it for so, news. Ni- Nico will come out with some fan that smacks, slaps to the back of it that makes uh, it like this long cone. Yeah, <laughs> <So> like... <laughs> yeah. They will. Are they still around? They probably are. They, yeah, they are. Okay. All right. Uh, so uh, yet again, this segment is, has to be talked about, and that means that something got delayed. So what's been delayed? Um, so first, we'll do Riders Republic. Just got pushed back like a month, right? Yeah, like six uh, September second to October twenty eighth. Yeah, it's almost two months. Like okay, that's not a huge deal. Uh, and then I guess something at this point that I'm happy that got delayed um, is uh, Rainbow Six Extraction uh, got delayed till twenty twenty two. Two reasons I'm happy: September, October, and November are packed full like full yeah <laughs> so pushing this out i think is great and two um i like i think i even said it on our e3 recap from the ubisoft forward it just looked kind of bland yeah not only that um it would be going against back for uh, back for blood which is you know a left for dead uh, you know, spiritual successor and extraction definitely is built on the the back of like the left for dead four player co-op experience. So this just getting out of the way of that mm-hmm. will be very helpful for this game. Uh, long-term uh, as opposed to if it was like, Oh, let's compete against the two or three other co-op PVE games that are coming yeah. out. And, and trying to kick off a new season, like in October, like, mm-mm-mm. yeah, release it. Let some players mess it, mess with it for like two weeks. Start season one on February 1st. If anything, you could do the uh, do what Overwatch did to Battleborn when Battleborn released yeah. Overwatch released a beta. You yeah. could do Back for Blood releases yeah, and then just release right, yeah. a uh, Rainbow Six Extraction beta yep. uh, just to just to be competitive. Uh, but uh, this is going to be beneficial to like I think every game. Yeah, it, it's just it's it looks super cool, but it also looked like there was a lot of downtime, and that's not really what what I want in a PVE cooperative shooter. For sure, for sure. So. All right, uh, what we're playing and watching. So um, for me, I'll, I think I'll start, and then I think we'll merge into two things that I feel like that we watched. Um, so like, and then we'll kind of just transition to yours. Um, yeah. I, one, I, one I know you watched, and one I think you assume I watched. Um, so I downloaded um, Need for Speed Burnout, Burnout Paradise Remastered. Okay. Um, messed around with that. Uh, Johnny is a boy has like times that are like 20 seconds faster than me and I already caught myself in like running the same course like two or three times to see if I could shave like 10 seconds off. So I already, and on I was playing that. Uh, no, on Xbox, on Game Pass. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, uh, not, I should not, probably uh, download that on Game Pass. Um, let me like, let me just get the name of it for sure just so I get it. Is, was it Hot sure Pursuit? It. Yes, because the okay. cop one. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. So Need for Speed, Hot, for, Hot Pursuit Remastered. Um, looked really good like um i guess i didn't realize that it was like remastered i didn't realize how old the game was but like the the systems that are in place in terms of like the score chasing and the timing is is cool uh figuring out what's a shortcut what's not a shortcut um is fun i forgot about like laying the spike strips and it's just an arcade sim sim racer it's just fun to um it was it's just fun to play like uh it was just you know i I was playing at like midnight on like friday night when it because my sleep schedule is broken um so 
um it, yeah it was just like a lot of fun it's it's part of ea play so it's on it's on game pass um i i made the step forward i never got a chance to play it but i, made, I took the step forward and i downloaded um knockout city so i still need to play nice, that nice. so but at least i got it downloaded um yeah, i was just kind of going through the game pass store really quick and downloading a couple games um i dabbled in destiny again some more just messing with some stuff getting some materials pr- relatively easy strike to do the the grandmaster difficulty on um to to get some stuff that i need for you know just later on and that's definitely something that i was able to just sit down on the couch and um i'm still kind of like as i was adjusting to my new sleep schedule i was in a little bit of a fog so it's just like mindless mindless game playing um and then like watching still watching a little bit of smallville unfortunately like i'm falling asleep in between smallville's and that's not smallville's fault that's my schedule's fault so i think i'll have to go back and, and watch a couple more of those um and um then we watched uh with owen he sat through the whole thing we watched space jam new legacy yep um, i saw that yeah i didn't i didn't hate it um, it was fine it was actually yeah, it, was, it, was fine. it was fine it was disappointing it was, but fine yeah, I, I don't even think I was disappointed. There was a couple funny moments. I mean, LeBron can't act, so like that's nothing that seemed to really surprise me. Uh, my wife actually had me look up if that was his actual his wife, and it's, it's not. not no. So yeah, so those are actors and actresses. Um, and then you know, um, I can't again. I can't think of his name right now. Um, the they were just I just heard it this morning, but the the villain, um, the actor, Don Cheadle. Um, yeah, he, I thought he was fantastic. Um, I, I thought he was good, but everything he was given re- script wise yeah, was at the, really at the, bad. At the end, it got kind of wonky. Like at the end, like the second half of the game, like I, I, from a sports perspective, of like in the third quarter, both teams scored one point, and then the other basket was worth like four hundred eighty. It's points. funny though, like, is, is because the third quarter was the most entertaining yeah. quarter. Right, but there was much, no basketball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it's I, so. I recorded a whole two and a half hour podcast yeah. about this for every movie ever. I'll put a link it, in the it, description. Yeah, uh, as a, as a kid, like if you watch the original Space Jam or if you've recently watched the original Space Jam, I think that the the throwbacks and the connections to them they were well done. No, no, um, I thought they were terrible. Actually, really, they didn't know what they wanted to do. It's like sometimes they wanted to acknowledge Space Jam one existed, and other times they ignored it, and that frustrated the shit out of me. Again, I did oh, a whole two hour podcast. I guess maybe I might I might have to watch it again i might have to watch the first one and then watch this one again it's on hbo max so you can watch yeah. it or you can go to the theater to watch it um the, the so there was a couple like just funny moments and that you know like i hated it, yeah, the, it was the, the ready player one aspect of it uh i hated that uh just like the server verse of just like hey here's all the stuff that you can stream oh, on hbo yeah. max uh, in this world. yeah people were saying that like warner brothers threw a bunch of villains in there too like uh, like as their properties and maybe i just missed them somebody's like oh and the it clown was there i'm like i didn't see him he, yeah he was side <laughs> he was uh by the monster or the goon squad's bench it was like him okay i think clockwork orange characters are in there. yeah There's a lot i heard of that too yeah in that thing um yeah i i had a lot to say about this movie i could go on and talk about this for for all day uh but yeah, I think it was fine. I just don't think it had any right to call itself a Space Jam movie. I think it would have been fine if it was called something else. Uh, yeah. But it, it just, I don't know. It was fine. It was fine. Yeah, somebody, somebody asked, like, what did I think of LeBron scolding his kids for playing video games? He was the I villain. Think that, yeah, I think that's more of like a, that's just kind of that facade that's out there. Like parents, like, telling their kids they can't play games all the time. And, you know, but at the same time, like he you know i don't i don't i've i haven't delved deep into lebron's like past or anything like that as much as i know about like jordan stuff like we always and we the only reason we heard about jordan's like father and stuff like that is because unfortunately like he was murdered so there was all there was a lot of conversation about how he was how like jordan talking about how he was as a father um 
then you know there's we don't know a lot about lebron's upbringing in terms yeah, of like, like we the, just know the, his the per- mom raised him and that yeah, stuff. we saw a little so, bit of that like, in the movie but the perception of like oh you just have to work like you have to you know like i don't i don't think that you know like i think that's just tying to the parent that'd be watching the show with their kids like the parent that's oh that would be you know older older than me and maybe the same age as some of our viewers on twitch right now but i don't think that's the reality anymore like and i feel like that people that are writing scripts or directing these movies feel like that is the reality. And I, it's I, not. I just think it's like a wild concept of just like the original Space Jam. Again, I fucking spent way too much time thinking about Space yeah. Jam the last couple of days. Uh, but it's just like in original Space Jam, it was like Michael Jordan rediscovering his love for basketball. And in Space Jam, A New Legacy, it's... Right. Which LeBron... was a story that happened in real life. Yes. And then in... Like that this... actually happened to Michael Jordan. What happened in New Legacy did not happen to LeBron James. Yeah. And in this, they kind of play up LeBron's villain persona, so then they can give him character growth as he sheds that villain persona, basically, if that makes sense. Like, LeBron, in this one, is playing into the character people think he really is in life, and then sheds that, like, facade as he goes Mm -hmm. on to the movie, which is an interesting and wild concept if you think about it, to be like, hey, your star of the movie is going to be kind of unlikable for the first, like, 20 Mm -hmm. minutes until he finally gets past that. Uh, But yeah, um talking way too much about like a deeper meaning in space jam a new legacy but um yeah i i think it was it was fine um i also saw black widow which i thought was it was really good um yeah. i wish it came out a couple years ago when it would fit in the like timeline. that's what everybody was saying like it should have like like it should have came out before infinity war right yeah yeah no yeah it, yeah. it should have uh but yeah it didn't but it was still a fun movie um and I, again I not to not to spoil anything but the post credit scene that i talked about last week did you get that like that's kind of weird no i mean okay do you understand what i was saying though yeah it, it timeline wise it doesn't really make sense it's just like yeah. uh was she visiting in the current day or was she visiting previously and then it like messes up the timeline yeah. but not in a loki timeline way as right. in just like based on what we know of this movie yeah like it, it just seemed kind of weird i i, I I'm, I'm almost done with loki again i was trying to stay up friday and watch loki with angela and i passed out on the couch um at the end of like the halfway through the last episode again not loki's fault my my broken sleep schedule's fault um seeing a little bit that i've seen on the timeline apparently they introduce a character that's like way over my head <laughs> so. yeah, yeah they basically introduce something that will forever change the universe uh but we'll yeah. just say that uh, but right. I, that I don't which feel like again that's i have yeah again i have my own issues with doing that amongst the assuming that your crowd and, and my wife's like well dave if 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 they love marvel they have disney plus anyways that's what she tells me like no no and that's <laughs> i think that's and she's Disney's not wrong logic. but i think it's just kind of one of the things of like if it's if i'm just taking my dad to the movies with me or something um then he's not going to really understand what's going on. And if I have to sit there at the end of a movie and have a 20 or 30 minute conversation with him about a timeline thing, he's going to be like, ah, whatever I checked out. Like, you know, yeah, it definitely makes it harder to onboard new fans. Uh, but Disney at this point is just like, they want that problem. They want your dad to right. be like, you know what? I'm going to watch all these movies and subscribe. Yep, to Disney I, yeah, so. I, I agree. I just, it's, it's, it's a new world. Like, like you wouldn't, you know, like it was the same thing that um, I still remember, like, the disclaimer at like at the beginning of one of the shows for agents of shield <laughs> warning if you have not seen thor <laughs> like yeah like now it's just like in... we make a billion every movie you've yeah, seen so 
the previous yeah. movie. But it was just fun. It was just so funny where they're like, "Do not watch this show if you have any interest in if you have if you have any tr- interest in seeing seeing Thor or something like." I, I don't even remember if it was Thor, but it, a, a movie that came out with this within this month <laughs> affects the 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 outcomes of some some things that are happening yeah. in this television show, and people were pissed that it was there like that. They were upset, like. <laughs> then that was a long time ago though was that like five years ago six years ago now or something yeah but like 2014 probably yeah so all right do you play anything else or uh no just a little pokemon snap um and then that was pretty much it it's just been i i since i used to kind of work retail it's one of those things where i have this week <laughs> kind of work retail <laughs> which means when you have when you have vacation time they punish you before your vacation time and i'm very much in that like i'm being punished for asking for my time off so i worked way too much last week uh so didn't really have time for games i just watched black widow watched space jam new legacy and then finished season one of mythic quest and watched like two or three episodes into season two um so Would, would you have been disappointed if you went to the theaters in normal circumstances for black widow no i think it would have been fine I think okay. it would have been fine. I and but and I also prefer to just watch it at home anyways. Uh this is the thing I've been asking for forever. Yeah. Uh so I was fine. Uh like again, Black yeah. Widow didn't you, you, disappoint you definitely me. seem like you you and your significant other definitely feel like, you know, but I'm totally content with whatever food I want that's in my kitchen, laying on my couch, covering up with a blanket and some big pillows and yeah. just doing what I want. Uh, go and to hey, the, I I gotta go to yeah. the bathroom. Pause. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, go to the corner store and buy yeah. a two dollar box of popcorn that has three packs yep. in it as opposed to spending eighteen dollars for one. Yep uh so yeah what they say rewind that (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly yeah oh you don't know who that is pause okay let me mansplain uh what this character means and why this is important um so yeah standing up in the theater okay guys pause i gotta explain something to my girlfriend pause yeah yeah. Uh, so i prefer that All right. Um, so, questions and comments using hashtag Ask Digital Days. You can send them um, through the you know through Facebook, through Discord, um, any of those. Somebody put one actually in the chat. Let me go back up here and find it. Um, so we'll start with Farmer John's real quick. So I think we can answer this quickly. So uh, PS Five still sold out across the board. How long do you think that this will continue? Do you think they are selling more of next gen, and it's it's because of the shortages? Um, I don't think that you. I, I, I think a couple couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, I felt like I that you were going to see boxes on shelves this holiday. I don't think that's going to be the case now. Um, no, uh, and the they variants. are selling more. They're yeah. selling. They're outpacing the PS4 right now. PS5 is outpacing PS4. Um, so at this point in time, I don't feel like Sony or the retailers are having any pressure to have this in the stores. Um, again, I think uh, if you diligently want a PS5, I think you can get it. You just it, have to be. You have to be diligent. Well, I've been, we've been recording it. It uh, PS5 was up on Sony Direct as we were recording it. This like Sony okay. Direct started yeah. to drop, um, and so. then yesterday there was like Best Buy and another thing. So yeah, you can still get them. It's getting easier. Like I'm seeing less and less people disappointed every time there is a drop at a retailer. Um, I still think we might see something uh, during Black Friday at some retailers, uh, depending on how bad like the variants uh, for COVID mm-hmm. get. Uh, so I think we're getting more and more to where it's just like whatever happens happens uh, sadly uh, so I, I, I see retailers still pushing it this holiday uh, uh, I don't necessarily think it's a panic to buy it I just think that there there are some there's some like solid 
stuff you can play. I know a lot of people are wait, were waiting to play Miles Morales until they got PS5. Um, Returnal, you know, like a, whether you know if you like that style of game, it's a fantastic game for you. Um, Ratchet and Clank, it goes to Tsushima Director's Cut. I think the library is starting to come up. Um, and, you know, and then the next gen upgrades, like, you know, again, the, you know, destiny having a better, you know, better upgrade. Some of these other games, you know, just running better on PS5 is, is making it, you know, more tangible, you know, six, seven months post launch to own a next gen console, whether it's an Xbox series or a PlayStation five, PlayStation five is obviously winning the, the console arm race because the other team's just not playing that arms race with them. Um, but you know, I I don't think it's like I don't think that people are panic buying them. I just think that they're like, they know that you know, the kids or teenagers, young adults have had six seven months of saving up to be able to get them, and now they want it. So mm-hmm. no, agreed. Yeah. So um, next question from Stefan: uh, Which games? Which game do you think you didn't give a fair chance to back in the day and want to revisit it now? Um. I, I, the easiest thing for me to say would, it's not that I didn't give it a fair chance to I just got distracted away from it and haven't finished it and want to and want to finish it it's Horizon <laughs> and it's not that I didn't give it a fair chance like um, it's just that it it didn't initially grab me right away or I got distracted by something probably going on in Destiny so yeah for me uh, so I'm currently in the process of trying to rebuild my PS3 collection I was uh, you know I was pretty poor so I'd have to like buy a game and then trade it in as soon as the value was like still pretty high and then get another game. So I traded in a lot of games that like I bought and then I was like, "Ah, I don't really have time for this. So I traded it in for something bigger. So like, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get like Asura's wrath and 3d dot game heroes on the PS3. Mm -hmm. Uh, But because of that PSN potential closure, the prices for PS3 games has skyrocketed. They've kind of gone down a little bit since Sony said they're not doing that anymore. So I'm trying to track down 3D Dot Game Heroes and Asura's Wrath, uh, which I think I could buy Asura's Wrath digitally on Xbox, but 3D Dot Game Heroes I need to get a physical copy for. So are garage, are garage sales a thing in Chicago at all? They are, but so many of these people now they know they actually the value know what they have, shit. and they, with with eBay existing, they just snap a picture of something and Google it, yeah. and then so it's it's much easier to find the information. So you're not going to find like grandma like with a table of PS3 games that are all house these or like, like bougie people that live in like my neighborhoods. Yeah, <laughs> they do garage sales and they try and sell stuff for like five dollars off MSRP, and it's like aggravating. it's an antique shop. Yeah, and it's just like, what are you doing? Everything here should be a dollar or five dollars if it's good. That's how garage sales I always grew up with. Yeah, work. yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I, I wish, and then like the used game stores are just as bad because they definitely oh, yeah. know the yep. value of their stuff. Yeah. Um. So like, I don't know. Like, I, I haven't been to a flea market since COVID. Uh, okay. I, I kind of want to go to one. Yeah. Uh, just because you can usually get someone who's just like, yeah, I stole all this stuff. It's five dollars each thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So like, I want to do that to try and track down some of these games, but. I doubt I'm going to find 3D Dot Game Heroes at a flea market uh, because it's such a very specific game. Uh, but currently trying to track down those two games, uh, though um, I will like probably get Asura's Wrath digitally uh, just to uh, mm-hmm. play that again. Because uh, my friends hyped it up saying it was like one of the best games, and I remember trying it and be like, oh, it's just quick time events because I didn't appreciate you know storytelling games at that time <laughs> yeah I, I i just wasn't i didn't appreciate quick time event games uh at that time uh but yeah that, that that's what i'm i would like to look yeah at. 
All right, uh, and you know he's in chat, and he sent us a question as well at Curry at Curry Master. Uh, what are your thoughts on the new GI Joe Origins movie? Will we ever get a good GI Joe game? Uh, do we, will we ever get a good GI Joe game? Uh, no, I don't think so. Because I just feel like that they would just rush it, and they wouldn't give a studio the correct time it needs to do it right. Um, and from a movie standpoint, I, I, th- I believe you're talking about Snake Eyes, and Snake Eyes looks super interesting to me. So. Yeah, I, I think this would be a great idea for G.I. Joes to kind of build them into a cinematic universe uh, by doing yeah. individual characters as movies. Uh, as for a game, uh, I think the best you can hope for is they just add G.I. Joe characters to Fortnite. I think that's the <laughs> best you're going to be able to get is just here's 10 G.I. Joe people in Fortnite. Uh, but I think it's a really good idea for the movies to build up the characters individually. And there's so many characters you can work with to, to build that yeah. out. And, and unfortunately, what I think happened with Avengers and Square Enix is going to scare off companies from trying to do something. Because we heard about this Avengers project for a long time. Yeah. And that kind of like hit with a thud. And maybe like Guardians of the Galaxy will save it. Yeah, But G.I. Um, Joe isn't that big of a franchise for anyone correct. to take that risk. And, and also, it's not that big of a franchise for anybody under the age of like twenty five. Yeah, what what so. I would, wouldn't mind though is if like if they want to give it a go, um, kind of take the army men or the the Hot Wheels approach and just mm-hmm. let you play a GI Joe's game where they're literally toys, like they're yeah. like they're the six inch toys that I grew up with or the three inch toys, not the yeah. not the Ken dolls that they grew up <laughs> in the eighties with, but like the uh, like the three inch dolls. That uh-huh. would probably be an interesting way to take the G.I. Joe franchise, but I don't see them doing like a triple A G.I. Joe's game uh, right. unless it's in Fortnite. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it'd be super like as there. I, I feel like the like the Ninja Turtles are kind of getting to that point, too. We're seeing them like mixed into Smite and mixed into Brahala and they're kind of just sprinkling them everywhere. And like you and I have been fiending for like a new like and maybe Shredder's Revenge will kind of like jump step this. But I've been saying it for years that I would love to see. Rocksteady make uh, essentially Batman Arkham Knight with Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Like, like the like dark in, in, comic the, book Ninja Turtles yeah. would be great. Like in, in that, in that, I want that combat. I want that, you know, like hell at this point in time, take Gotham as the map and just call it New York or whatever. And yeah. like, let, let, let them rip you apart. But if you can sit there four player and fight them, like you fight Batman with the combos and stuff like that, like just please. Like, <laughs> yeah. So. Though, uh, speaking of 80s properties, and uh, Curry Master in chat says there's so many 80 properties, stop trying to make He-Man a thing, please. <laughs> like, He-Man was trash. It's trash now. Please stop trying to make He-Man a thing. I understand people have nostalgia If you're going to go with that animation style at this point in time, let's just do something cool with Thundercats. Yeah, yeah. There's better <laughs> things that you can do. Uh, just forget He-Man. He-Man existed. Just move on. <laughs> All right, uh, spotlight. So, um, just like Michael mentioned, his every every, every movie ever. Yeah. I think every ever movie sounds better, but now I'm just playing. <laughs> uh, every movie ever, uh, specifically in the entire episode, is just around Space Jam. Yeah, two and a half hours of Space Jam. It's mostly it, like yeah. we, because we're two kids from the '90s. Uh, me and my co-host Chad, uh, we and grew up in Chicago. We talk about like our like love for the first Space Jam, and then we talk about a new legacy. But it's like, two and a half hours, so. Every movie ever dot zone is the website uh, you can okay. get to, and you can subscribe. We'll, to we'll link it. We'll link it in the show notes if you want to hear Michael talk more about uh, Space Jam. Maybe that's something I'll listen to uh, in the car in my car ride. I am going on vacation next week, um, about three hours from home, three and a half hours from home. Um, I uh, tentatively right now, let's, I'll say that I will not be here next week. Um, 
Uh, so we are working on a co-host, uh, and it's not uh, it's not one hundred percent secured. It's a, it's a familiar voice, so uh, we're working through that. Um, if push comes to shove and something doesn't work, maybe you guys will get like a Patreon episode. But I am taking some shorter time off than I anticipated. But I am taking some time off of work um, to spend some time with my uh, with my family before my daughter goes back to college and my son won't be there but he might be there one day i don't think he will be at all before he gets ready to go back to college because they're going back in like two weeks uh not going to the up but going to you know farther north than where i live so up is if i'm gonna drive to the up i'm just gonna drive to florida <laughs> um so um yeah um and then so that's that's what's going on with for for next week so i mean it might be two weeks before you hear from me so i'll definitely have some stuff to talk about but again always thank you guys for the support and the ability to uh know that i can you know take some time off and not worry about it so um that's always you know super helpful and you know obviously thanks to michael and anybody else that helps to just keep the episode train rolling um so uh, you can follow Couldn't us for more updates. Episodes. Can you believe that, guys? Couldn't yeah, make it it's crazy. It's just, oh my gosh! <laughs> I think I no, I did record when I was in Virginia. I yeah, took my yeah, microphone with. Don't make me take the MacBook and the and the no, my no, Yeti with fine, me, it's okay? Fine. It's gonna be a headache for me. You know, I have to like rearrange things. Like, no, that's fine. So, uh, so you can follow us on the social networks, mostly on Twitter at Digital Days Pod, where you'll see whatever the episode, when the episode's gonna be. If it's gonna be live streamed, there's a chance that it might not be live streamed, but we'll see. We'll let, we'll update you guys. Uh, you can follow Michael's account at uh, the First MJC One ST. Uh, you can follow myself at Good Dave Hunt. Again, links to the show notes are in the Facebook group. <laughs> uh, in the show notes are links to the Facebook group, Discord server, Patreon, patreon.com slash digitaldaysgaming, uh, dollar tip jar, $2 Discord uh, private channel access, $5 24-hour early access to the episode, um, to the weekly episodes, and $7 gets you monthly bonus episode. Um, you can go back as soon as you become a $7 Patreon subscriber, you can go back and listen to like the last 12 or 13 monthly episodes that we have done for, um, bonus content. There's some interesting stuff in there. Um, like I said, that you may see one of those over the summer get used. Um, if, in, you know, if something, you know, happens, Michael gets called into work, some, you know, we have our break, you know, break glass in case of emergency depth of episodes go in there. So, um, but other than that, I think that's it. Uh, you have anything else? No, I'm fine. Uh, I'm good. Uh, I have a cold. I, I, I so, gave Michael my cough through the microphone. It took yeah. about it took about four episodes for it to transition through. I went the whole episode without coughing, and it's <laughs> like my body's just like, all right, we're done. Uh, we're gonna start coughing. Uh, no, that's it. Just uh, I think I only coughed once, and I muted it this time. So yeah, I muted just right now. But yeah, it's yeah. just starting to hit me. Um, it's good because I might not go to work tomorrow because I'm sick, and I, there's video evidence of me coughing now. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but maybe yeah. that maybe that'll be the YouTube thumbnail of you like leaning over. Like. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Uh, yeah, just don't be a dick. <laughs> See you guys next week. Yep. Talk to y'all soon. Keep moving forward.